This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 82. Welcome to the Wizard's Nightshirt. This is episode number 82. I'm Uncle Will, and here with me are Uncle Scott. Hi. <laughs> and with him is Uncle Rebecca. <laughs> Get out in front of the TV, I'm trying to watch it. <laughs> uh, today, no, what do we do? Yes. What? At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're reviewing He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing He-Man, season one, episode 23. The Return of Orko's Uncle, by popular demand. The original air date was October 14th, 1983, and in this episode, Uncle Montork makes an appearance in Eternia as he is working to apprehend Azrog, an evil wizard, and his witchy accomplice, Spydra. Hickory? Dickory? <laughs> what kind of magic spell is that? It worked, didn't it? Good point. So this is another one from our lightning rounds that we are going back to take a closer look at. And um, I remember when I was picking candidates for ones that we would review in depth, I was like, okay, well, we're going to catch some lore that we maybe missed before. And then also I looked for ones that we ranked high, that we would have rated high in the lightning rounds. And I really don't even know why I picked this one because I'm like, I'm sure whatever inflated score Will gave it in the lightning round, because this was yours, right? Yes. I'm sure it was influenced by his love for Trolla and I should not have, t I should not have trusted it. Look, when we asked people what kind of episodes they wanted to see, we just didn't get any responses except for Orko episodes. Everybody said they wanted to have Trolla episodes. We said, do you want to see any lore stuff, any dragon stuff? And like, no, we want to see everything that happens with Trolla. I said, fine, we're yeah. going to listen, watch this one. And if we have time, we'll look at some other ones. So that's why we picked this one. And then they also voted in the poll that we would have a parade for Will. <laughs> and he would be the Grand Marshal. Uh -huh. And he would learn how to do Trollin magic. Mm -hmm. That was part of the same poll, I remember. And he would wear his or Orko costume, yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, I get it. So I wanted to, I did want to uh, pick this one because we did rate it highly previously. Uh, and I know this feels a little bit like getting your medicine, but I, I think it'll be a fun one to review for entertainment purposes anyway because the villains in this were unusually interesting and well-drawn and it was just so peculiar that they put so much effort into this to me that I, I, it was just driving me crazy that nobody else experienced this. I wanted other eyeballs on this. So we can explore it and reserve your judgment to the end, but I think I think it was worth looking at and I think we're going to have a good time talking about it. <laughs> Thank you for setting a tone. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle. What now? <laughs> well, according to the sheet that I made, uh, I, I wanted to get us warmed up here, you know, because we, we've got Montork coming from Trolla, Orko's wonderful uncle. And, you know, I, I was just thinking about uh, uncles, you know, and, 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 and everyone has the same uncle, I feel. We all have like an uncle who was just like that, that archetypal 80s uncle. And I was just wondering if we had any thoughts 
on what makes the 80s uncle, you know? Because I'm like, I think about all of my uncles and every single one of them have a mustache, like has one, every, I have like eight uncles and they're not all related by blood. This is on both sides of the family. Mustache all across the board, just like bam, 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 bam. By the ancients. There's one of them named Jim. I, I have a James, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't do you have, have a, a, do you have an Uncle Jim too? No. Jim. No. I do not. Okay. You don't count. We both have Uncle Larry's. Do you have an Uncle Larry? No. No? Okay. okay. Those are good Uncle names. <laughs> Larry, Jim, James. My uncle's no fool. He's the greatest magician there is. And not only that, he's taught me just about everything I know. And... So if we were going to put together some traits to, to build an uncle in the 80s, like no, like, like it was a Mega Man. Or we're at the Build-A-Uncle workshop. Yeah, we're at the Build-A-Uncle workshop. What does he need to have? Is it like Build-A-Bear, but build an uncle? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in, I've already put my vote in for mustache. Okay. And, you know, that's, I just come from a mustache That's probably the people. number one is thing it, I would is say. Is it a beer or scotch smell? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, see, from my experience, it would be like a beer uncle. It's like a... It's a a casual a drink, uncle. though. A weekend yeah, drink. It's a yeah, casual yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need a drink. Something of some he sort. can like set down and he would put it in a koozie. Definitely. Yeah, not a fancy well, beer. It's, well, it's like a can. Uh, like a can. It's a can. It's for your enjoyment, not for impressing other people. To give your uncle the benefit of the doubt, I mean, you, you, you know, you see him only during like maybe holidays and stuff like that, and people are probably drinking anyway. Yes, but that is so. funny because that's the way they enter your mind is you only see them at these times. So, yeah, yeah. But you're right. That is funny because I think my suggestions were also informed by knowing them from holidays a lot. So I was going to say Uncle Montork or the 80s uncle we're building. I think he comes with a, a van with a TV in it. Um, is it a conversion van or yeah, a minivan? Conversion van. Maybe conversion with the van. curtains on it or whatever. Oh, so, so you can watch my, the game. Those are nice. My Uncle Larry had like a big awesome van. No TV though. But we used to play this game when my, co my little cousin Jeremy was little where... Um, he had this, okay, so he found this trick-or-treat bucket one time, and he's like three, four years old. He's a little bitty. And we did this game one afternoon where uh, Jeremy would stand in the van, in, in Uncle Larry's van, and then someone would announce him. Would kidnap him. No. Fling <laughs> open the door and see, like, here he is. And then That's Jeremy, a good reveal door. He would jump up and down with the pumpkin bucket on his head and, like, fire a pretend gun for about 15 seconds and then he got <laughs> bored. We did this one day, like like 40 or 50 times. I got it on video That somewhere. sounds hilarious. It was hilarious, and it was the perfect use for an uncle van. Okay, so... Yeah. Wait, so the kids did this? Yeah, yeah, my oh, little okay. cousin did. Oh, yeah. all right, all right, And of course, the, the uncles were playing along. Like, they would announce him. Oh, okay, well, that's yeah, fun. It was a good act. I would have given money was it was is, is it the back double doors? Yeah, or the back the double side? doors. Oh, oh, that's yeah, even Yeah, so better. you just like fling so I, I, I was thinking like the big side sliding <laughs> so I would say old jeans. I would say I would old. say old like maybe like light blue or real real uh, real old jeans. Now here's a question: Did your uncles have any like accessories? I know there there was a point that was very popular in your region, Will, where all the men wore gold chains, just a gold chain. <sighs> I mean, they might, did but your if they have did, a gold chain? I wouldn't have even noticed because it was pretty common. So and I don't even remember. And be on their their very tanned necks. <laughs> we'll just say we'll say, but we we can use it for our uncle. Did your uncles uncle. wear well, any jewelry or adornment, Scott? Um, I think he had a watch or something like that. Not anything crazy. The one, the one thing I do remember, he used to have this cigar that I would always okay. see. That's a good uncle. And accessory. okay, so so like he would have it, 
But like he would just like I, I don't know if he would smoke it all the time, but he would like chew on the end of it. He had it for a while. <laughs> because like you would go there for Thanksgiving and he'd have it. And then you go for Christmas and it would be more chewed on, but it would still be there. The same And he would have other cigars that he had probably smoked during that time, but he had this one that he would just keep, like, gnawing on. It's like a Churchill that lasts three years. Yeah, you just just keep, and you smoke it a little bit, and then you kind of, like, have it in your mouth. I don't don't, don't know know the point of it. Whatever. Yeah. So it's clearly an accessory. Yeah. Yeah. It was more an accessory than it is actually, like, uh, yeah. So... So Uncle Cigar definitely is okay. a thing. All right. My uncle accessory would be Ray-Bans. Okay. Um, classic aviators, because all my uncles wear them. <laughs> Still do. <laughs> it's the family sunglass. Goes with the mustache. It does. Uh. If you got a mustache, you need, a, you need the aviators. you got to have them. Uh, although that's, that's in the warmer months. But they probably wore them all year round. Well, I feel the full uncle experience, I feel like they need to show up at the holidays with some sort of anecdote that they repeat a lot. Like, oh, what, yeah, what was his thing this year? The same one. Yeah, yeah. he's got to tell everybody. Yeah. So it was like a hunting trip or something. The hunting trip where somebody fell out of the deer stand or something. Yeah. 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 And you just you're just lumbering around at the part at a Christmas party, and you hear the same story like three times, and you're like, why does he keep telling the same story? <laughs> Everyone's heard it. Have a seat. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing my uncles ever did or said, because they're wonderfully sarcastic. I, I come from a very wonderful family of smart people, and I do appreciate that. Um, my mamaw had a longtime boyfriend. This was years after her husband passed. And um, she had a longtime boyfriend named Richard, who was like a very sweet man and just very, but a little bit bumbling and like a handyman, but not great at it. And uh, really easy to get him worked up and like really easy to aggravate him. And so there was a point where everyone in the family, all the uncles, like had a Richard impression that they would just do all the time and imitate him. And I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> and we still do it sometimes, baby. Uh, I am a baby. Um, the whole family had one. I loved it though. Like that's like I just think about all my uncles making fun of poor Richard. Oh, I get it. Oh, he was fine. That's funny. He did good. Uh, was he still? He's not. Is he still around? He is not with us. Oh, okay. no, yes, any longer. But he now, was. A, now it's endearing. It <laughs> is. Well, it was endearing. It was. It was one of those to make fun of things. So like it's still loving at the yeah. time. Although it is unquestionably mean. Like of course it was. <laughs> like just like. I don't know. It was a loving portrait. And, you know, Richard did some great things. Like, he built a treehouse so my cousin could go be bad and, <laughs> and run into long extension cord out of the back of the house and plug his little boom box in there and listen to Metallica's Black Album. <laughs> in the treehouse. In the treehouse. Uh, one, one more accessory for our, our uncle. Uh, a gift that your mom thinks is tacky and will hide from you later. <laughs> and so, okay, I'm gonna, for me, it would be a, a uncle bringing um, a rattlesnake rattle, or maybe a, a, a small snake skull, which I loved. But uh, but uh, they would shark go, tooth. Yeah, yeah, I got some of those too. Shark shark in a jar or something. I like really that. liked. <laughs> I had a I had a snake skull in a little uh, tube that I liked a lot. So 
So if you build an uncle at the build an uncle <laughs> workshop, there's also a store where uncles just go to shop for the <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's in, in the back in the gift shop area. Yeah, it's like yeah. the tamest thing you can get there is a geode. <laughs> I mean, uh, mostly, it's just it's all fossils. Yeah, there's some commemorative plates. I was I was also thinking about like slippers. football coaches on them, like like slippers or something like that, or like yeah, that would be yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, and uh, and uh, and also you can buy a four a.m. wake up call, just because they like to. Because they like to get out. They early, like to get up super early. Putter around. Uh huh. Do mm-hmm. some uncle stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Drive around your town and go to places you've never been, even though you live there. <laughs> yeah. Well, why would you go there? <laughs> <laughs> all right so if you're in trala a good uncle activity is uh, operating as the de facto deputy of your world and capturing evil wizards yes so we open with uh uncle montork uh who has some sort of magic net over a cool looking wizard uh and so you can have the picture in your head if you're listening to this podcast. There's a good chance you know what Uncle Montork looks like. But for the sake of completion, um, <laughs> Uncle Montork looks just like Orko, except he's got little square glasses, and he's a little bigger, and I think he has an elm on his shirt, and he uh, it's obscured by a long beard. It's gonna be yeah, he's got a long beard. That's the important part. Yeah, and then uh, his voice sounds just like Orko, except it's a little little countryfied, my oh, boy. The way I described it was like his his voice is Orko's except for it's Root and Tootner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just, there you just go. Just a little bit. Well, what do we have here? I hate to contradict you, Azron, but I already have. You are under arrest. And so uh, he's captured Azrog the wizard. And can we talk a little bit about what Azrog looks like? So he's got, okay, he's got blue skin, mm-hmm. a big egg head. Mm-hmm. And then his accents are different shades of blue. Like his eyebrows are a different blue. He's got like eye shadow that's a different blue. <laughs> he's a he he's a weirdo. Yeah, he gets he gets good expressions with his eyebrows, I guess they are. But they're like they're not like hairy. They're just they're like skin eyebrows. Yeah, his um his face almost looks like a moon crescent or something, and his uh body. Okay, for anybody listening, big conehead. Could yeah, be a conehead. Anybody who listens to he's also got a long chin and stuff too. Anybody who listens to this podcast will know exactly the reference that I'm talking about. His body is built exactly like the old Ninja Turtles foot soldier action figure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where yeah. it's gangly, but like his legs are. Sh- kind of short and powerful looking and he's got very broad shoulders but he's very skinny um and uh he just he just looks great to me i thought it was just a great design and his mm-hmm. voice is done by um william defoe no uh the, the skeletal uh the skeletal voice actor and Oppenheimer. yes and uh it's it's great uh it's cold outside i can't do the falsetto thing that he does but he's just got this this all awesome hilarious voice i thought he was a, a great great villain i can work magic too you know <laughs> so azrog tells montork that he can't keep him trapped and he's going to zoop over as rebecca often says to eternia to visit his um uh partner in crime spydra the wizard <laughs> yes, uh, while he's being captured in his little getaway speech, he does give us a whole lot of exposition. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a lot of explanation going on there. Spydra is a witch, and she's awesome. 
Yeah, she's also she's also great. Like I was saying, these villains are just great looking. So uh, Azrog starts to uh, disappear, uh, starts to uh, float away in this light beam that's presumably going to Eternia, and Montork chases him. But I guess his act of chasing him sort of messes up the spell. And so what we'll see is that their destinations gets mixed up and Montork ends up visiting Spydra and Azrog ends up visiting uh, the Palace of Eternia. At the castle, they're having a, a little dinner, and uh, Prince Adam is not He-Man at the moment. And there's a storm. They see a light beam. Orko thinks it's going to be his uncle, but then it ends up being Azrog. As Scott says, he recognizes Azrog. Azrog. And then Tila resolves to start uh, fighting, and Adam does his usual excuse him and has turned to He-Man. But this time, he seemed like the biggest turd he has ever seemed about bailing because like Tila's in trouble and he's like I'll see you guys later <laughs> yeah it, it was the worst one well, it was the worst one Tila got the got the curtain treatment uh, by getting trapped mm-hmm. by something but then Oracle just takes it and tosses it on Azrog Right. Yeah, and that does yeah. stop him for much longer than it should have. But yeah, the the transformation was kind of hilarious because it's it's episodes like this where I can believe my own headcanon, which is that of course Tila knows that Adam yeah. is He Man. Of course she knows, but it's just funny that he has to go through the motions of pretending to hide it from everyone, like he's going to the other room to pass gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh, remembered I have an appointment. Uh, nice meeting you, Azrog. Like, excuse well, me one moment. And she, and she got, like, nailed with the curtains anyways. Why doesn't it just change right there? <laughs> I guess She's so. not going to see anything. I was wrong. Don't tell her. <laughs> That's true. At one point, he may, when He-Man shows up, uh, he says his one-liners and stuff. At one point, I laugh because he told Azrog, says, hold it, Azrog. And then Azrog says, yeah, hold it. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Uh, so that fight's over pretty quickly. As uh, Azrog uh, gets his little... Azrog has a dragon pet. Hold that in your head, too. Well, Azrog yeah, has a tiny sh- dragon. It sits on his shoulder. And yeah. so the Azro- uh, so this little dragon inflates to giant size, and Azrog uh, flies off. Uh, so now we cut to uh, Spydra's castle, where Montork has arrived. And he has a little bit of back and forth with Spydra. But now let's talk about what Spydra looks like. All right, she's got a great look. Awesome green hair, short hair. She has a cape. She does. Okay, she has so, like a mega collar. Yeah, so she's got a mini dress and thigh-high boots. These are red, and she's got the cape, as you mentioned. And it's like sort of teardrop shape, and it comes down in like a, an interesting swoop, like a mantle. And then she's got green skin and dark green hair and she's got like eyes. a like a punk sort of look or something. Yeah, she's got the, she's the high high cheekbones yeah. with the she's got the you know like the Ziggy Stardust look. Yeah, there was a little bit of like punk glam looking thing there to me or oh, something. Oh yeah, she was very too glamorous for Eternium, one might say. <laughs> she should be hanging like okay, why is she not hanging out with Evil Lynn? Like why are they not friends? They I don't know. Should be. They could be like a great friend click, you know. Is there another evil lady out there? In Eternia, pick? there's not a lot of not, not, not a lot of glamorous ladies. There's just a bunch of a lot of sad brides in the in the <laughs> busted up towns. <laughs> go to the market. <laughs> go to the well. 
Yeah, so Spider's got a great look. I do enjoy her. And then also a very grating voice as well. So between her and Azrog... They were hilarious. They were hilarious. Uh, So she has a little back and forth with Montork. She insults him somehow, and at one point he says something like, I just put it on my bill, Spydra. And that was was pretty funny. He has a little cute... Oh, yeah, she said, you'll pay for this. And he goes, (laughs) just put it on my bill. That was funny. (laughs) You'll pay for this. Gladly, Spider, just put it on my bill. That was a good line. <laughs> he gets out without too many problems and finds um, uh, He-Man and Tila and Orko and Montork uh, nearby outside and uh, joins up with them. And then uh, he tries to act tough, but uh, as they head to the castle, he tells him, he's like, He-Man, you lead the way, which was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's been working on his basement. Scott's not gonna finish his basement Unless we remind him about his basement Get to work, get to work, get to work, get to work Okay, I, I don't want to spend forever on this, but since we were talking about uncles, I think it'd be a good time. I want to start a little segment uh, where we check in with Scott about progress on his basement. Just for a little background, Scott has been working on redoing his basement for... How many years, Scott? I don't want to say. Let's say six? No, it's not that much. Four. No. It's four. It's three. It's three. It's and, three. And this basement is very important to Scott. It's going to give him some space. It's going to help him fulfill his artistic dreams. It's obviously not that important. It's very me. important. It's very important. The stakes are very high. Yeah. This is where all his art supplies are. And he can get some peace. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, and it's starting to look pretty good. So we want to get him over the finish line. So we have to hold him accountable. So we're gonna do a very quick check in, sometimes, maybe every time, until it's done. So right now, Scott gives a very very brief update on where you are with the basement and what you need to have happen next. One word or less. Drywall. Drywall. <laughs> all the drywall? No, no, no. I, I I'm I'm way beyond all that stuff. Hopefully, yes. Where are we at? I need to. I need to. Uh, uh, we are at. I'm finishing up the crown molding, um, and uh, then moving into uh, painting and finishing stuff. Can we? Can we expedite this if your children are recruited to help paint? Uh, Zora has actually helped paint. Yes, she and she does not a bad job. Grant okay. has also helped paint, and. Uh, he does a really bad job. <laughs> so it's either uh, it's either I take her and then it's okay, or I take him and then it, I have to go back over it again. I see. And your wife thinks that this is she's happy with what's happening down there. Happy that it's yes, almost done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It and- needs to be done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So next time we come back and talk, what what should be done? Hopefully the crown molding will be done. Okay, you, everybody yes. heard that. Next time we talk, <laughs> we're going to ask about the crown molding in the basement. Okay. okay. Now look, I heard it was challenging because he's got to do it around a, a duct. Is that right? You gotta, yeah, you I got to do some. Du- I got. I got to do the. Mm-hmm. I got to do weird angles. Okay. Uh, it's not just like forty-five. Complicate matters. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll share some pictures of the progress in the newsletter uh, yeah. so we can see how it's going. Maybe on Instagram, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right, that sounds good. This has been Basement Chat. Let's proceed. Are Azarog and Spydra together now? Yeah, yeah. So they meet up. 
And they have the most hilarious bickering dialogue. It's just so grating. <laughs> like, it's so annoying sounding. They sound terrible. And thankfully, their arguing doesn't last long because Azrog decides to put Spydra in his thrall so she'll just follow orders instead of bickering with him. Like and he a, can access her power. Like, they pull <laughs> her power. Instead of uh, her arguing and having her own opinion. My like God. Like them women. I just, I, I just, I, I don't understand the whole thing. Like she's like, we're gonna join and be, be more powerful or whatever. And I'm like, you know, you know, you know what happens when you join? You become one, and one of them's like, they're gonna be together. She's new. She doesn't. She, yeah. See, she could ask Evil Lynn for advice about how to share power with a maniac. That's true. <laughs> Also, are they dating? I mean, what is this relationship here? Do you uh, just have they, a, a witch colleague? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they probably like each other's looks. Yeah, they both <laughs> seem to care a little bit. Like, they both are keeping it tight a little bit. And, <laughs> and, and both, but neither one of them is, like, muscular, though, so they're kind of, I don't know, it's weird. It certainly took you long enough to get here. No thanks to your bad magic! They both have, like, the weird cheekbones, like, the sticky out, like, the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a lot of, yeah, of so, cheekbones of this pair. Come, search for He-Man and Montauk, and bring them to me. And at this point, I think that's when he sends his large, the dragon, which is still large. Oh. Okay, is the dragon's name Karg? Yeah, I think like so. Like the character in the movie, Yes, but not. that is true. They just had the same name. Yes. Because I was like, did I hear that right? Mm -hmm. um, and so the dragon, when it's big, it looks like a big eraser. <laughs> so it's a big fluorescent pink dragon and it's just like it's like I'd like to take that and shrink it to an eraser size and then use it as an eraser without any other colors for definition yeah, it's just yeah. like one color it really it really was just like here's a like we got pink in the mold like bloop. it was it was a coloring guy's like five o'clock he was done like pink pink you didn't done. tell me what you want you're getting pink Orko there's a sub there's a subplot here where Orko really wants to impress his uncle and show him he's a powerful wizard so he tries to hair off on his own and goes into Spydra's castle and gets distracted by some magic beans literally <laughs> magic beans no he well he, he he grabs the wand the wand first yes and so then he, he shocks the himself beans. into the into the wall and that's when the beans fall down and then yeah, he gets he gets distracted. Yeah, Orko grows a beanstalk also. <laughs> so that's how uh, Azrog and uh, Spydra find him, and and presumably he's captured when they cut away. Uh, and uh, we follow He Man and uh, Tila and Montork fighting off the dragon. And at one point, the dragon grabs Tila, and He Man throws a grappling hook and brings him down. And then uh, Tila finds that the dragon has shrunk, and so He-Man bags it up and says they uh, they yeah. better hurry. Montork is the one who shrinks oh, okay. the dragon. Yeah, Got so it. Then, and then they put him in a bag. Hickory? Dickory? <laughs> what kind of magic spell is that? Didn't it? Good point. And then, if he would have shrunk him a little bit more, he could have used him as an eraser. I'm still really hung up on this. <laughs> I really enjoy the erasers. <laughs> or stomped on him. <laughs> yes. Eraser, Will? No. Did you have a friend who collected erasers? No. Remember we had like a rate like pencil bags? Was there a more useless uh, thing to buy than a pencil bag? Not if you need if you're an artist, to put your no. pencils oh, Excuse in. me, there's a pencil bag lobby here. Powerful <laughs> pencil well, bag lobby. I bet you were like the kind of kid who like had like one pencil. Like maybe you could fish it <laughs> well, on the bottom of You could put pens in there. Yeah. 
You can put pencils, maybe some change. Well, they made us use... Maybe your favorite eraser, dragon eraser. They made us use uh, lockers, and I couldn't stand going between classes. It was too stressful to get go to it, so I carried everything in my book bag, so it looked about as cool as you could think. I was, was about to break my back everywhere. It looked terrible. You ever, heavy book bags were a thing. I remember yeah. my book, backpack being so heavy all the time. I never... I. Yeah, and there was lots of homework uh, missing there. I did my homework every night, but I always had trouble finding it the next day. Now you just carry around an iPad that's like cost. It's like a pound. And you're like, <laughs> you're like I, I had to carry around like fifty pounds yeah. of, of paper. And then and then panic at the end of the year when you've gotten by for four months with the missing textbook, and then you have to like, Mom, I lost my slow studies book, and maybe you'll find it. I've never had that problem. Did, did you have that problem? Books? Sometimes, yeah. They they went missing for periods of time. Well, the the, the 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 best part is that if it did go missing, and then you get if the teacher figures out that the other kid stole it, and then they because they they lost their book. That was amazing. I've seen that before. Justice. No. You're like you're like you're not number twenty three. He's number twenty three. Oh, I forgot about the numbering. Yeah. Because in the beginning of the year, you give each other's number, you know. Yeah. You get, yeah. Well, they'd make us get the books, and we would never use them. And I think I would have left it in my locker, but maybe I left it in my house somewhere. And somewhere? It's fine. I'm not, I'm not blaming you. I just... How many places? <laughs> I'm, I am totally blaming you. How could you be so irresponsible with school property? Like I already know about the rock cycle. I don't need it anymore. He's like he's like he was like twelve. Like I I don't know. Like, okay, whatever. You, you know what I mean? Like sixteen something. Okay, yeah. So see, even at sixteen, like you're like you know, it's a book. Like you don't think about it's gonna yeah. cost you eighty dollars. Books are our friends. But you don't think it's gonna cost you eighty dollars? Yeah, exactly. Your family ain't got eighty dollars. You gonna think real hard about it? I wouldn't pay for this book. <laughs> This is true. But I'm not paying for that book. That book sucks. Use his book. He's got one. <laughs> Just copy it. <laughs> That's how I do my homework. <laughs> That's terrible. Bet you lost a bunch of library books, too. No. I was careful with library books. Because, oh, okay. I mean, that's, that's like a thing. You get fines and everything. Yeah. Like... Like you don't you don't feel like a textbook thing is gonna be a fine. Yeah. Until Nobody the end of the year. Those. Textbooks are garbage. Until, until the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they don't tell me fantasy stuff. Exactly. They don't tell me what dragons come from. All right. So uh, so five dragons plus six dragons are. So He-Man and Tila are going to try to crash Spydra's castle. And I just sort of want to uh, go over what they do here. They cage Spydra with her own door to her castle. And Tila um, churlishly breaks her wand and uh, right in front of her. And it just occurred to me, technically, Spydra has done nothing wrong so far. <laughs> Think back on it. She has done nothing to offend anyone hasn't even really been mean to anyone and it just looks like he made a Tila are just coming in just to be bullies and invading her house <laughs> it does look like that but they could tell she had evil eyes yeah you I saw guess. yeah you could tell I'll get you for this. so when they get inside Azrog greets them by introducing the new evil orco that he has turned with his compulsion magic and this was a neat part of the episode to me. I really enjoyed this part because it made me think of the little evil wizard character from the first Final Fantasy games when he's got the... Orko comes out and he's got these little the, the little uh, evil 
evil cartoon eyes and uh he has a posture where he's sort of like holding his his arms out with his elbows akimbo he looked really cool <laughs> yeah they were the evil eyes the pointy evil eyes at one point they had a great shot where they knocked a hole in the wall of the castle and orko sort of rises up uh with the sunlight to his back and you can just sort of see his little evil shadow hanging there it was really creepy it was really cool allow me to introduce the new orko or what point orko turns to a buzzsaw and tries to attack them too <laughs> Yeah, and I, what I love about this whole sequence is that He-Man is very unbothered. Like, at any point he could have intervened and probably put a stop to this way earlier, but he really thought it was important that, like, Orko and Montork work out their issues together because he could tell that even underneath the evil magic, Orko was still struggling with some self-esteem issues. When he does all this in the long term. <laughs> He-Man, do something! <laughs> and like he man at one point he has grabbed uh Azrog and he's just like kind of like hugging him and just watching what's <laughs> happening just just observing see, I was yeah because this is where the subplot sort of comes to its uh climax where Orko's um inner self is really concerned with proving his worth to his uncle and so while Orko is still under compulsion um he's following Azrog's orders to destroy his uncle with the wand and at the same time Orko thinks this will satisfy his own wish to prove his power to his uncle and then on top of it they got this very weird super intense exchange where Montork's trying to convince Orko to embrace love don't you feel it feel what love Orko if you feel it you have it uh, and that is going to free him from uh, the compulsion spell. And Orko's got all these like weird tear and sweat drops going on. It was just very bizarre. <laughs> that was it was pretty intense. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of a love is the most powerful force there is. My boy. <laughs> so, okay. But to undercut it was my favorite part of the episode where. Azrog's sitting in his chair and he let and he's levitating in his chair and Tila comes running by and does a layup and just knocks his <laughs> out of the chair just to be a. <laughs> That's it. She, yeah. She's like, "Hey, Azrog, boing, whap." Hey, he man, how about a lap? What are you? Hey! <laughs> the reason that he got to even levitate in his chair in his throne is because he man just for a minute stopped paying attention like he man was casually hugging Azrog as we said <laughs> Azrog just kind of like slips out from under his arm real quick and he's like I'm gonna get in my chair and levitate Vroom! and then here comes Tila it was it really was funny, funny. Like she was, was like funny. watch hey watch this it's just like a prank it was so funny it, was it looked funny. like her just like knocking down like a little brother it was so funny as he got dunked on. Yeah. So Orko is finally convinced um, to that his love for his uncle is more important than proving his power, which allows him to break free of the spell. And then when that's resolved, then uh, Tila uh, knocks uh, Azrog's wand loose, and then He-Man breaks it, and then they uh, capture Azrog. And Montork says he's going to send him off to Trala, and when he's in Trala, he will spread news of Orko's power. Yeah, because ironically, by being able to free himself from the spell, Orko proved that he really was a strong wizard. And so his uncle was proud of him for that reason, too. And then this was super weird. Orko says, says wow, that news made him so happy he might explode. 
and there's like a little uh, explosion animation, and then he-, he Man and Tila laugh uproariously. He Man laughed very unhinged. <laughs> it, was very, it was very weird. Yeah. I think I went too far. <laughs> Which brings us to the moral, maybe one of my favorites ever since Duncan warned us against timeshares, and I assume now he would also, <laughs> Duncan, Duncan would warn us off against multi-level marketing schemes as well. Um, but the moral was, like, basically... They don't fix your skin. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> they do it. it doesn't work. They only make money because you get a portion of their sales. I did all my research it was basically like don't mess with stuff that's dangerous but they gave you very specific examples that made it sound more like an endorsement orco's like don't mess with electricity pills or berries in the bush yeah what that was very specific and odd i thought he said i distinctly remember that was a thing in the 80s berries yeah don't eat like random berries because you could die and that does seem like we knew that. Because I thought, it, well, so when I was younger, I thought about eating berries. And when I was younger, I did eat berries. And I did not die, but I and mean, there's I Rebecca. Shit. She's fine. <laughs> so it was wrong. It was, uh, there was a mulberry tree. Did you so throw up? No, we only ate like one. It was fine. It didn't taste good enough to keep going. It's like, well, I had that. That was okay. I think it's because <laughs> there was well, there's uh, there's the the, the but there's bushes that we had, and they were like we call them booger berries, but uh, you would like they had like a seed in the middle, and they were red, and you squeeze them, and they would like ooze out. It was like gushers, but nature. Yeah, exactly. So like I kind of wanted to eat them just to try them, but I never did. Well, you remember we you know we always talk about how we used to wander the neighborhoods in Rome a lot more. Oh yeah, yeah. So they had sort of had to. Uh, it was like what you would tell a dog now is sort of how you raised a kid then, like like don't be eating weird stuff on the ground or whatever. So. Yeah, <laughs> they do anyway. Or whatever. So I guess they don't have to do that now because nobody nobody roams and and maps out their neighborhood on bikes and throws their bikes over fences to go to convenience stores and stuff like that and when today's children encounter berries in the wild they will definitely eat them and die yes don't do that children (laughs) i i I fear for my children because i'm like there's other times that more recently that i they say things out loud and i'm like you don't know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, there just needs to be, like, some common wisdom milestones that you need to, like, map out for them. You're like, like, you might be kind of smart with books and stuff like that, but common sense, it's like, we need, we need to, you need to go out in the street for a little bit. <laughs> figure, figure this out. You need to have a few, few more boo-boos. Yeah. You need to eat some more berries. Find, find out which ones are good or not. Okay, what's one thing? Do you remember yeah, I one, know one thing, thing. That, that you thought? Like, I can't believe you didn't know that. Because it'd be funny to think if I could remember. It was just, it was something like it'd be, you, you think about, and then you're like, oh, she's not, you know, not really exposed to that. So how would she even know? Because we, you know, you like, like something like like pop or something like that. Like, you know, you don't really. It, for us, we don't really expose our kids to that because we, we, I mean, we don't really drink it that much and whatever. Then and so they don't get like experience with it. So they don't like you're just like they don't know. Like they get it and they're like, I don't know what this is. 
and you're like, you know, it's, <laughs> you're like, it's just sugar water. It's, it's the it's most popular right. brand worldwide. Yeah. I do not know. And they're yeah. like, because you didn't let me have any, Daddy. Yeah, we're talking about Fanta, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I get it. So this is why we have to be super specific in our morals because yeah, yeah. we'll not yeah. know. Orca, what's your problem? Bears with seeds are, are bad, but a bears without are okay. You know, like that's like where you draw the line. It so. is funny that they spent so much time telling us not to eat berries because it's like we have candy. Like we don't <laughs> yeah, want to eat these stupid nature berries. <laughs> <laughs> Pills. Pills. Also, don't eat pills. Well, and yeah, I guess pill, pills weren't really a thing, really. This was then? the era of the childproof caps 80, being new. Eighty-three. This is eighty-three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. could still open a childproof cap when you were a child, though, right? No. Oh no! Yeah, no, I could. I was <laughs> no, like, I got a I, headache. I'm really busy here. Actually, I'm actually, out, uh, the it's funny the ch- uh, the childproof cap on the child vitamins don't work for it yeah, well Zora can get them off so. <laughs> but she's uh, she's seven she's uh, that's that's about right yeah. I don't think Grant can get them off he's only five and they've got those newfangled uh, zips on the Tide Pod bag now I've, I've noticed this where you've got to like squeeze the little zipper thing together and then push it down and then it'll unzip and I'm like oh this is new this is new <laughs> so millennials can't open it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Where's my Tide powder? I used to use liquid. I don't, so I don't they, know. Yeah. If they were, did a reboot of He-Man and it was like, as it was very similar in style now, it would be funny to hear the lessons. If they Orca had to give a lesson about not eating Tide Pods, I think I would enjoy that a lot. That would justify rebooting it. I think. I think you should. I think you should. Orca make... should eat Tide Pods in an episode, <laughs> and then he gets transported to Trolla, and it's a nightmare. Oh. That would be funny. Fisto says, it happened to me! Look at what happened! <laughs> yeah, don't eat Tide Pods. And it's like Fisto and Orko. <laughs> oh, and beast, so beast Man's like, he's got foam all over his mouth. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then like Merman could be like in the bat, in his like swamp and it'd be all like bubbly and stuff. Call it out! So that is our show for today. We didn't rate it. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta rate. I just <laughs> one. <laughs> can we rate? Can we rate perfection? Can we do it? I, I'm curious to hear. I, w- I, w- I would like to know. I want to hear. I want to hear others. Like like Will shouldn't rate these if he's already rated them. It's hideous. Okay, I don't want to influence. I don't want to influence you. Too much, so, but so let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear your impressions. I, I give it about a four throne dunks. Out okay. Of five okay. Because it was likable. It was not. I mean, this is not a masterpiece of an episode, but it had the weird villains going for it. Well, so I was going to say, did you feel like they intended to use these villains again? I would hope so. The design seemed too well considered to yeah. me. Yeah, maybe they thought there would be more trolling adventures to come. We needed someone who could zoop over. Maybe this is a this is a potential spinoff. <laughs> we just hear uh, Uncle Montork. <laughs> Uncle Montork has like roommates, and that's that sounds terrible. Or it's just like the odd couple. It's just Ezrog and Spydra putting <laughs> each other in thrall. And <laughs> so they don't have to argue with each other, and then arguing over who's going to go to Golden Corral, and or, or if they're going to go to just Wendy's. Sizzler. <laughs> or Sizzler. 
<laughs> I don't want the scissors. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was cute and everything else, and I, I thought the story was good. <laughs> but I don't know. There's, a, there's still something about it. So I uh, 3.8. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty good episode, but it wasn't like again. Midway is two point five, so three point eight is still. Well, yeah, we never really very did that. good. Yeah, we never really think of it that way. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I guess we think of it more like um. If you do one, two, three, five, one, two, three, four, five, then it's a little different than actually having like point. You know, like uh-huh. two point something or whatever, three point something. Uh, and I don't want to disappoint everybody because I know how much you love the Trolla episodes, but I have to say, <laughs> watching this again, yeah, not great, <laughs> not a great episode. I have Aww. to admit, um, I was being polite. I will say, I well, that's kind of you. I really, uh, I really did like these villains a lot, they are good. and yeah. that's what I remembered. And I per- thought Azrog was particularly hilarious. I just love his voice; he's so funny, uh, but. This uh, story was just wretched. I mean, it was so bad. Thank you. I, I was uh, I was trying to be a little bit more I, nicer. I think it's hilarious. You guys felt like you had to be nice for for my sake. That's that's very funny. I, I don't even know. How, I, I'll be curious to see Azrog exist in the same world as Skeletor. I mean, I I think it would just be too much, too much for everybody. I think the henchmen would just be stressed out. Uh, so I love them, but for this reason, oh, I'm gonna go three. Po- 3.9 Tila Dunks. Um, <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed watching it, and I think it was still fun to talk about. Now you don't have to watch it, except you could just look at how awesome the villains are. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope everyone's satisfied. You asked for it. Wouldn't stop talking about it. And this is for you. Now, now, uh, now can I do it? Yes. Okay, this is our show for today. Next week, we'll review... I said next time. Next time. I just picked one. We'll review Season 1, Episode 42 of She-Ra, Enemy with My Face. I guess Rebecca's face. In which Shadow Weaver makes her own She-Ra to infiltrate the Rebels. But the fake She-Ra gives it away with her evil nails. If you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have any questions or comments for us to discuss, or you just like to tell, ask us to say hi or whatever, uh, you can email us at uh, rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Uh, we want to thank you for listening, and please remember to check your upload speed before you transport a light beam to Eternia. Or you'll end up at some weird lady's castle. So I punched and I kicked and I lasered all night. Do something!